get the mic. Honey, I got something to uh, say. Uh, hey, ooh, I like that. Can uh, you turn that up for uh, me? It's Maja, but you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. Ah! <laughs> OMG, I hope your speakers are not up. I am so excited. I don't think you understand how excited I am to be finally doing this thing. I have wanted to start this podcast for a long time. Um, and to be honest, it's just been a thing where I've just been kind of, you know, BSing and, you know, trying to put together the details, trying to plan things out, you know, to the T. And so I've spent a lot of time wasting time. <laughs> and so we're finally here. And I just encourage, you know, you that are listening, whatever it is that you want to do, just do it. You know, I think a lot of the times we pay way too much attention to the details and you know that that makes us waste time you know just just start just do it whatever it is that that you want to do just do it so yes ask Maj the podcast we are finally here again I am excited I can say that a thousand times so just a little bit about me I am from a small town in Virginia it's called Chester um, and it is exactly <laughs> how it sounds. But to all my Chester Richmond folk from VA 804, yes, we're in the house. Um, put some respect on our name. <laughs> uh, so I moved from Richmond down to North Carolina, Greensboro. And I did my undergrad at North Carolina A&T State University. Aggie pride. Yes, shout out to all my Aggies. Shout out to all of my HBCU goers. Um, HBCUs are where it's at. I did my undergrad there in journalism and mass communication. And then I moved up to the city, D.C., to the big DMV. Um, and I went to Georgetown for my graduate degree, again, in, in communications. And I have just been you know, free-flowing ever since. Yes, I have a job, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but when I say free-flowing, free I mean just, you know, kind of trying to find my niche, um, you know, in, in life, just in general. And so I do comms now for a Fortune 500. Love my job. I love what I do. My passion has always been in PR, marketing, and communication. So I think that I am in the perfect place. So shout out to all my publicists. Shout out to all my comms professionals, my marketing professionals. I think we are definitely um, slept on, but it's such a, uh, an important um, field. It's such an important, you know, uh, thing to add to companies. Um, so I, I just, I love what I do. I am super uh, happy where I am. In another life, I believe I was Beyonce and she was me and we happened to trade places. That is my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> My birthday is May 22nd. I'm a Gemini, so shout out to all the Gemini. And to those who think that we have two sides, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> but we are also very loyal. Um, and, and when we love, we love hard. So let's get into the podcast a little bit. Growing up, I, I've always loved to talk. you know, And it's so strange because I've never been one to you know, like sit around and listen to podcasts and, you know, watch YouTube videos and interviews. That just was, you know, never my thing. I've always been a reader. I love to read. I love, you know, reading new books, exploring new things, learning new things. 
Um, but I love to talk. How ironic is that? Nowadays, though, don't get me wrong, I still love to read, but I absolutely love watching interviews. I love watching videos. I love listening to audio, especially like on a long car ride somewhere. I will whip out an interview really, really, really quick. And that's really what helped me to create, you know, and brainstorm some ideas around uh, my podcast. Breakfast Club is one of my favorite um, interviewing platforms. So that helped me along the way and gave me some ideas too. So, you know, this was uh, my venture. This was something that I, you know, wanted to get into because I love to talk. And one thing that that I always felt was unique about me um, was my voice. So I used to be super insecure about my voice. And then I grew up and then I realized that Beyonce has a deep, raspy voice just like me. And, you know, and even before that, you know, I just really began to own it. And, you know, I know that a lot of people are drawn to my voice. I absolutely love my voice. I've grown into it. Nevertheless, here we are. Again, super excited. I'm going to say that a thousand times on <laughs> this episode because I'm so excited. Also, shout out to that amazing theme song. I really feel like it sounds like some That's So Raven back in the day. Your favorite Disney show theme song. <laughs> so shout out to the producer of that song, Chaz G. Hit him up for any of your audio production needs. His Instagram is underscore Chaz G. So Ask Maj, the podcast, is about relationships, lifestyle, and entertainment. I really want to dive into hot topics and social media trends in today's pop culture. This first episode um, is going to be an intro to relationships and dating. A while ago, I sent out a survey about relationships, dating, and the opposite sex. I posted it on social media. I sent it um, in a text to all of my family, all of my friends, um, and asked everyone to forward it. And this was just to learn a little bit about my audience. On the survey, I asked, what is one question you have about relationships, dating, and the opposite sex. So after reading the results of the survey, it was very interesting. And I have decided to pick out um, the top five questions that I thought were interesting. And I'm going to answer them based on um, my opinion, based on my, my perspective and what I know and what I've learned about relationships. So I think this is going to be fun. Keep in mind that I am no expert. I've learned just from personal experience. Um, I've learned from, you know, seeing my friends and my family in relationships. I've learned from, you know, just seeing different things in the media, on social media, in the news. Um, and I've just formed my opinion and my perspective around relationships and dating um, based on those experiences. So let's get into it. Oh, and I forgot to mention, thank you to everybody who took my survey. I appreciate it so much. It was so helpful um, in generating some content for the podcast and creating the content for the first episode. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much to those who participated and completed my survey. All right, question number one. Why is it harder for men to express themselves or be vulnerable or be more vulnerable than women? Hmm. Good question. So I think this has a lot to do with upbringing. And when I say upbringing, I'm talking about all of the things that a man has experienced in his life that have shaped his character. Um, I think that 
the way we raise our men vulnerability and emotional expression is looked at as something that takes away from a man's masculinity it's not something that's encouraged it's not something that's praised and oftentimes you know with when men are vulnerable or when men do show you know emotions and feelings we label that as weak we have taught our men to be strong to be tough and to not show weakness and when i say weakness i think that's attributed to emotional expression or vulnerability and so i think that whatever environment um, a man finds himself in he puts on this strong masculine kind of tough um i guess character um, and so, you know, even if you think about, you know, growing up, you know, when a, when a little girl falls, you know, her dad's, you know, and she starts to cry, you know, her dad is there or her mom is there to comfort her and to tell her it's okay. However, if a little boy falls and scrapes his knee, the dad or the mom says, you know, get up, don't cry. That's what little girls do. So from childhood, I think that we have attributed vulnerability and emotional expression to weakness as it relates to men so i think that's why um it's harder for men to be you know more more vulnerable than women and when you think about certain factors that affect a man in today's society you think about music and you know his friends and his upbringing there's this pressure you know to be the toughest guy in the room so there is no room for emotional expression or vulnerability or feelings so I think that's why um it's it's a bit harder for men to be vulnerable than it is for women Question number two. This was such a good question. This kind of touched my heart. Is monogamy still real? And surprisingly, I'm going to say yes. Monogamy is absolutely still alive and well. So I think about it like this. If there is 99% of people on this planet who <laughs> who cheat there's always that one percent of people who are still faithful and i think that one percent represents so much hope um and and think about it we live in you know the social media era and cheating and and, and infidelity is now a thing that has become the norm you know, and we talk about it, you know, we we gossip about it, we share the information, and it's just a norm now. And because it's such a norm, it clouds our perspective as to whether or not monogamy is still real. Um, so yeah, I, I think monogamy is absolutely still real. I think there are men and women out there who are absolutely still faithful. So for all you hopeless romantics out there, here is some hope for you. Yes, monogamy is still real. Rare, yes, but real. Question number three. What is the difference between talking and dating? I thought this was a very interesting question. Um, and I actually saw this a couple of times on the survey. So I chose to talk about this one. 
So I think this is something that's still kind of developing, I guess. <laughs> and I think it's relative to the person. Um, but my take on the difference between talking and dating, I think dating is the exclusive portion of the relationship. Dating is when you have that conversation. I'm feeling you. I like you. I see this going somewhere and I want to make this an exclusive thing. I think the dating portion is where you um, establish a commit, a commitment to each other. I think that's what the dating part is. The talking portion is the, hear me out, is the companionship portion of a budding relationship. Let me explain. I think oftentimes when we meet people, when we exchange numbers, and even after, you know, the first day or the first conversation, we've already created in our head how we feel about this person or you know, what we think about this person or what we expect to come out of meeting this person. And I think that takes away from the true companionship of the the talking stage. I think the talking stage is truly to just be friends and to just get to know each other. Now, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, throughout a relationship, you're always gonna get to know your partner. You're always going to learn more uh, about your partner. However, in the talking stage, that's when you can just be friends. Um, you don't necessarily have any limits, any constraints, any restrictions. It's just about being friends, offering companionship, and getting to know each other. I think we overcomplicate the talking stage, and that's why people think that it's unnecessary because you don't necessarily know what it is that you're doing in the talking stage, but it's just that you're talking, you're texting, you may hang out. Um, you may go on dates, you know, you may FaceTime and it may not be an everyday, everyday thing. It may not be an every other day thing. It may be a once a week thing, but it's just to get to know this person, um, you know, learn more about them, be friends with them, have fun with them and explore. I think that's what the talking stage is. And through the talking stage, I think is where you can figure out whether or not you want to move to the dating stage. So yes, I think that's the difference between talking and dating. And yes, I think both of those are necessary um, for a budding relationship. Question number four, is it important to know your partner's past? This is a great question. And I'm going to say yes, it is important to know your partner's past. However, I think that you have to have a level of discernment about what information um, you're, you're garnering from your partner's past. The purpose of, of knowing your partner's past is to understand them better, is to get to know them better. Um, I also think it's important to know that you are aware of things up front and you're not surprised by the information later. So I think the level of your relationship kind of correlates with how deep how deeply you understand things about your partner's past and how they affect who they are as a person now um and and of course some of the things that you learn about your partner and 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 their past may make you uncomfortable and that's completely okay but again it's about that discernment and it's about having a level of maturity to understand how this information is going to help build and strengthen your relationship this kind of 
creates an open line of communication and a deeper level of trust for the both of you. So I think it's it's really important to be intentional about what you're asking about your partner's past and understanding that this information has a purpose to help you all grow. So yes, I, I think it is important to understand your partner's past, to understand and to know your partner's past. All right, question number five. I save the best for last. Do you think social media should play a part as heavy as some people make it out to be? And do you think if you aren't shown on social media, should it be a big deal? You know, I think it's so sad (laughs) that, that we even have to ask these types of questions because we live in a world where if it didn't make it to social media, it didn't happen. And, you know, it's so sad, you know, and that's another story for another day. But do I think social media should play a part as heavy as heavy as some people make it out to be? No. And do I think if you aren't shown on social media, should, should it be a big deal? No. I am a huge advocate for privacy, you know, and I think people get privacy and secrecy mixed up. I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, sharing your partner, you know, on on social media or posting pictures. Um, But I think it boils down to the expectations of your relationship. The true understanding of the expectations of your relationship should be between you and your partner. Those are the only two people that should be validating your relationship, period. Social media doesn't validate it. Not your parents, not your friends, not any influencers. No one else should validate your relationship but you and your partner. Social media has become such a lose-lose when it comes to its role in relationships. You have people who post every new partner that that they're dealing with. Then you have people who don't post their partners because they're doing stuff they ain't got no business. What's valid is how you feel about each other. And, And that's the bottom line. You know, social media is not going to add any more... I guess the word is validation is not going to add any enhancement at all to your relationship other than the fact that your partner is posting you for the world to see. Is it a great thing? Yeah, sure. But I don't think it's a bad thing if you don't post each other, nor do I think it's a bad thing if one partner posts the other while the other one does it. Again, I think it's just based on the expectations that you've set for your relationship. And if one person feels uncomfortable that the other person isn't posting, just have a conversation about it. So yeah, no, I don't think it's a big deal. I think we make it a big deal. I think we're we're seeking more, you know, a, a validation and 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 someone to say, yes, you guys are an amazing couple. Or yes, you guys are Instagram goals. Or yes, I want to be like you when I get in a relationship. I think that's more so what we're looking for rather than just, you know, showing our partner off to the world. So no, I don't think social media is a big deal. It's as a big deal as people make it. You know, the true value of your relationship lies between you and your partner and how you feel about each other. All right, that's it. Thank you to everybody who participated in the survey. I really enjoyed learning about the different perspectives on relationships, dating, and the opposite sex. I had so much fun reading your answers to the questions and answering your questions on the show. So if you want to be a guest on Ask Marge the Podcast or you have topics you want to hear, questions you want to ask Marge, 
or you heard something on the show you want to you want me to respond to you can hashtag ask Maj on Twitter or Instagram or or you can DM me uh, my handle is at ask Maj underscore underscore um, on all platforms or you can email me at ask media at gmail.com I'm so excited to hear from you Stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj.